Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Video Games Now podcast. It's uh, Rodney with Will. Hello. Hey guys. Yeah, Will uh, finally stopped at ghosting me, so uh, here he is in <laughs> studio again. His version of ghosting is just me working on another show. <laughs> with like no cell reception. I called you like three times, well, because I usually call you once a day to chat about whatever. Yeah, speaking of that, could you imagine, this is a freaking high school. Like it's literally a, like a, just a cement box, so there's no Wi-Fi except in the, like the main lobby. That's awful. How do you live? I'd hate I'd hate to be there and be a high school student. <laughs> yeah, um, I actually recently bumped my plot my plan up to 15 gigs, so I'm I'm crawling in data. Oh, me too, but it doesn't mean I can use it. <laughs> oh, oh, they have uh, Wi-Fi at uh, Fraserwood now. Oh, uh, yeah. I yeah. was there when they installed it. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Anyways, uh, uh vi- video game shit. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, the Nintendo Switch Lite, which was announced a few weeks ago. And uh, we're going to talk about Borderlands 3, and we'll finish off a Greedfall. And then another little tidbit that uh, Will found in the news, uh, there was a uh, Pokemon card that sold for a lot of money that was uh, something happened to it in the mail. So uh, we'll talk about that. And uh, to find out the amount of the card, keep listening. The show's coming up right now. Yeah. Right now. Right, so uh, just to kind of tie up the loose end from last the last podcast, which uh, Adam and I talked about Wolfenstein, uh, the series itself. Well, I finished number two this morning, and I gotta say, I'm quite uh, impressed. That was a that was quite a roller coaster ride. That show or that game, rather. Oh, there's tons of twists. You, oh. Like you think you know what's gonna happen, and then you just <laughs> you don't. <laughs> well, after the first twist, I'm like, it doesn't get any more fucked up than this. And then it does. It gets fucked up, more fucked up than that, two more times. So there's three gigantic, like, turning points in the plot where you're just, like, screaming, like, what the f-? Yeah, so. Yeah. It was- I find it funny, though, compared to, like, the first game, the second kind of just went, like, completely off the fucking rails. It, yeah, and you know what? Actually, the second one is was way harder. Like, the, the difficulty curve was way more drastic than the first one. 
Oh yeah, I remember beating the first one on the hardest difficulty, and I can't remember what the level was called, but it's the one where you're breaking into the Nazi base, and it's your first experience with the the mech. Right. Uh, is that that's kind of mid game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that one on hardest difficulty, like, oh, that was frustrating. Yeah, I, I had a lot. I played on the second hardest difficulty on Wolfenstein Two, and uh, just like I was telling you before the sh the show started. I lo only lowered the difficulty one time, and it was only because the game literally put me in an unwinnable situation. I had 10 health, and I spawned in, and I only had enough time to run to cover. For And then I'd turn around and get just killed every single time, and there's no way around it. So I, I tried for 20 minutes, and the same result for 20 minutes. So I just was like, I'm just going to lower the difficulty to get past this unwinnable <laughs> situation. And then I, I turned it back up to the second hardest one. The hardest battle actually was uh, near the end where you have to fight two gigantic, like, monstrous fucking robot things. I had the yeah. strongest gun in the game, and it took, like, ten shots of that. Like, it literally one-shotted fucking everything else in the game except for this one robot. It took ten of those shots to kill it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that part. So, but I didn't fully... I kept dying and dying over and over again, and then I discovered these, like, underground tunnels. I'm like, well, this is a game-changer, and then I ended up winning. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so that was Wolfenstein 2, so I highly recommend. I'm very excited for Youngblood. Um, mind you, Anya, who's uh, BJ Blazkowicz's wife, is literally slaying Nazis, like, eight months pregnant. I'm like, all right. <laughs> 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 yeah, you can only imagine what the twins are going to be like. They're going to be monsters, yeah. But, uh, yeah, not spoiling the game because the game, I think, just came out last year, so I don't want to spoil the whole game for anyone who hasn't played it yet, but uh, I really recommend you go check it out. It's on Game Pass, so can't lose much. All right, let's uh, move on to the Nintendo Switch Lite. Will? Uh, All right. Yeah. Well, first off, let's correct you. This was only announced this week. All right, I just wanted to make people <laughs> realize that they weren't paying attention. So... Yeah, so that made, that made no first sense. off, uh, release date, September 20th. All right, all right. So what is the difference between a Nintendo Switch and a Nintendo Switch Lite? Okay, while well, the standard Nintendo Switch can function as both a portable and the home console, the Switch Lite is tailored more specifically, uh, uh, now I'm tongue-tied, specifically for handheld uh, use. So we're kind of going back to just a handheld system. But I think it can work as they've also dropped the price quite a bit for this. Um, so there's no way to hook it up to a dock at all. There's no external port uh, or no, anything like there's that. There's no external port. It can't be docked. So what, uh, what about charging it though? Is there a charging station for or a charging? It's gonna have just a normal charging cord, kind of similar to like the 3ds. Ah, uh, okay, got it. Yeah. It's a uh, significant. Uh, it's forget that word. Let's just say it's smaller. It's lighter than the base switch. It has features a 5.5 inch uh, touchscreen compared to the standard uh, 6.2. It also features a 20 to 30 percent better battery life than the original. It had, uh, how how much? Sorry. 20 to 30 percent better battery. Ooh, that intrigues me. Yeah. Uh, the Switch Lite will also have a solid body, meaning that you won't be have it. Well, it's not going to have your favorite detachable Joy-Con controllers. That that, that that I'm okay with. I play very rarely with the detached controllers. I just play with the Pro Controller at this point. 
Yeah, so the controllers are permanently attached. It's a little bit smaller than the uh, the original Switch. Uh, the traditional D-pad is available for the left side. It uh, features, let's check some specs here. 21.1 uh, gigawatts of, uh, yeah, no, sorry. It's been going to do. Yeah, it, it's a, the light is equipped or, or with a 32 exp, uh, gigabyte ex, external hard drive. That's it. Well, mind you, the game you don't need to put the game on the console. You just have cards. Yeah, I think that ex, well, it's expandable through micro SD. Same with the the normal Switch. Yeah, but again, like you're only putting save data on there. You're not putting like if you download the game from the store. That's one thing. But if you're just buying the hard copies like we do, like yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah, it's uh, also only, uh, coming in some kind of nasty colors. Oh, really? Yeah, we got yellow, we got turquoise, and we have just gray. Those are fine. When they, you know, the I'm getting Game Boy vibes from this, minus the uh, like the Game Boy color. Sorry, minus the uh, uh, colorless screen or whatever the fuck. Yeah, there Probably. is also a special edition Pokemon model that will release with uh, Sword and Shield. That's the one Cole's going to get. He's not going to give a shit about it docking or not. <laughs> yeah, even though he already has a Switch. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing because I was looking at this thing and it's pretty nice. It uh, features a light gray body with uh, cyan and uh, magenta kind of buttons. Right. And the back is adorned with illustrations of the legendary Zacian and Zamazenta. Interesting. Yeah. Pretty nice looking. Nice. Yeah, I don't think I will get one. I'm intrigued by the battery, though. But you can yeah. always you can charge it. Like we have the uh, 5100 milliamp power bank, and it has a two amp out, so that uh, with a USB C charge charges your switch. Doesn't charge it super fast, but you know it gets it done. It gets it done. Yeah. Yeah. Now the weird thing here, and but it does make sense, is will it work with all Switch games? Not quite. Switch games will need to support handheld mode in order to function on the Switch Lite. But what games don't su aren't supported on handheld mode? Actually, that's a good thing to look up well, right now. Think about this here, though: is uh, games such as One Two Three One Two Switch and Super Mario Party require the purchase of Joy Cons? Oh, that's right. Yeah, fair enough. Switch, uh, no handheld. Held, handheld mode. What's a game that is made where it doesn't hold your hand? Is the better question. Yeah. Like Wolfenstein. Well, moving on. While you look that up, uh, Amiibos will still be uh, supported with the Switch Lite. So you can tap your Amiibo on the right control stick and scan it to compatible games such as Smash Bros. Ultimate and the upcoming Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening remake. All right, so here's the list. So, unfortunately, your Nintendo Labo is not supported. Ooh. That's fucking uh, I'm heartbroken. Deal breaker right there. Oh, yeah. Do not buy the Nintendo Lite. Yeah, okay. 1-2 uh, <laughs> Switch, like you said, and the Just Dance series. Fitness Boxing. I did, like, so these games I didn't even know were a thing. I knew Just Dance. I don't know about Fitness Boxing. Fitness bo Boxing has some, like... Um... <laughs> Some waifu teaching you how to box. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. And then uh, Mario Party's not actually on here, but 
Those are the only games. So that's actually not that bad. No one actually plays those games anyway. <laughs> Fit boxing, just dance, one two switch. Why would you want to play one two switch in handheld mode anyway? Like it's a, it's a multiplayer party drinking game really. Yeah. So, uh, mm. oh yeah, and Mario Party is on here. Sorry, is at the very top. So yeah, Super Mario Party, one two switch, just dance, fitness boxing. Can't play with Nintendo Lite. There. That's not. That's literally not that bad. That's like actually relieving. <laughs> <laughs> so oh yeah but uh yeah the nintendo switch Lite comes out like you said on the 20th of september so just in time for i think that's when uh pokemon sword and shield releases isn't it oh no november 20th that's when it releases i got the two, the months mixed up yeah uh the switch Lite, september 20th and uh november 8th is pokemon so you'll get the special edition light on that day copy that all right, let's it's also a hundred dollars cheaper though than the standard regular switch. Uh, that uh, see if there if there's hardcore people that uh, you know, want to do I say hardcore and like hardcore Nintendo fanboys like myself. Um, you know, I like having the opportunity to put it on the TV when I so choose. But uh, yeah, I mean we're at work all the time, so the we can see a lot of benefit in having the Switch Lite. Yeah, more battery and a smaller screen. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I can definitely see myself po possibly purchasing one of these, but at the same time, it's no different than me just bringing my Switch on the go. It, exactly. So, it, it would take a little bit for me to get this. I'm still debating it mainly because of the Pokemon edition. You and your special edition shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's still up in the air. It's not something I really want to spend $300 or $200 on and then still have to buy Pokemon plus uh, any games that are coming out the rest of this year. You know, honestly, this should have been the first thing released. This, this should have been the first thing released and then they would have been like, hey, if you actually need slash want a dock, you know, this is what it would cost. So like, yeah. you know, selling the original Switch at this price and then just having you buy the dock, uh, you know, after. Because then you... They can release docks in the future, like 4K docks and stuff like that. We've talked about this before, but, you know. Yeah. I think I think uh, they kind of did this a little backwards. They should have maybe released this with the original Switch. I agree. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like that the, the, there's that much technology involved. No, and they definitely needed... Um, well, actually, I guess they didn't. The Switch sold perfectly as it is they didn't really need another model yeah exactly all right well uh let's uh move on from the switch light and let's talk about some borderlands 3 so borderlands 3 everything we know so far and uh stay close to our website videogamesnow.ca uh that we're going to uh post some borderlands 3 stuff as it comes out so Alright, so a Borderlands 3 announcement trailer is uh, pretty dense. A uh, whirlwind tour of the game's new and returning characters, new planets, a tiny slice of billions of... or slice of the billion guns that uh, can potentially get conjured up. There's a lot to break down, especially after this year's E3, so let's uh, get to it. Before we've... Uh, before we summarize everything, uh, what are your uh, initial thoughts of the... Uh, Mr. Mr. Will, the Borderlands 3? I'm really excited. I've been playing too i haven't really played any video games this week so uh i haven't uh done anything but uh three has me really excited i've been waiting a couple years for them to announce this i did 
didn't really think they were developing it because of how hush hush they were. But then when with the uh, when they actually did, I I don't I didn't know what to think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So Borderlands Three releases on September thirteenth, and it's on the Epic Store exclusively until April twenty twenty. Uh, all right, so here's what's... That's for PC. That's for PC, yeah, sorry, for PC. And this is what uh, the game has in store. So it's got co-op up to four players. I'm pretty sure that was in two. Yep. Uh, length is about 30 hours of campaign. There will be microtransactions and DLC. So, at least there's no loot boxes. No, I knew that. There's always, like, cosmetics and stuff like that. Uh, Borderlands 2 kind of had it as well. Yeah. All right, so it... it uh, Here's a good question. Will Borderlands 3 have a ping system for communicating with teammates as a part of the larger push for better accessibility options in Borderlands 3? Gearbox has added a pinging system, which you can see in action in the video above. I'm going to click on the video and then see if it's a waste of our time. Um, no, it's actually pretty interesting because sometimes you'll split up from your teammates, especially, you know, if there's uh, different ways you can go to complete a mission. Yep. And if you're going to meet up at some point and say there's a weapon that you can't use, but you know your teammate can or some, some something of, of, around that, right? you can put a little marker on it where it shows the teammate where yeah. to go. Yeah, I'm just seeing that now. That's actually super handy. But my real question is, how the fuck did nobody think of this prior to Apex? Like, this seems Oof. like a fucking basic mechanic that should, be, should have been in, like, every fucking multiplayer co-op game. No one really thought of it. Yeah, that's kind of shocking. Because it's so simplistic. It's like add a wheel of things and yeah, it's so super simplistic. So that's kind of shocking that it took that long to uh, come up with it. But um, yeah, so you can use a microphone or you don't have to because of the ping system. So it looks very, you know, similar to what we've seen in Apex and Fortnite now. Fortnite is just now copying Apex and it's kind of irritating. Yeah. It's like you, you know, everyone liked you because you were unique and you did your own thing and now you're just turning into fucking what Call of Duty was doing to, or, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? So, it's just super fucking frustrating. So, alright, so, they're not still in beta, right? Uh, for, for Borderlands 3? No, for Fortnite. Uh, I think they've fully released it now. I don't know. It's been almost a year since I've played. Yeah, I know. Me too. I think the last time I played, I played with you, so... Um, Alright, so... There's a new enemy. Uh, well, lots of new enemies. Lots of new enemies, um, yeah. But the clip here, I can't really go over them all. Yeah. But <laughs> your lovable, annoying, sidekick, robot, claptrap is back. Um, I can't say I missed him. <laughs> His voice is way too fucking annoying. I mean... Aren't most sidekicks' voices annoying? No, but... Oh, man. Have you played Borderlands? Um, I played this... Like I told you before, I played the second one for, like, 17 levels, and then I kind of got lost interest, but um, I'm willing to give it another shot again. Mind you, I didn't uh, have a lot of people to play with, so... Yeah, we'll play three. Um, the problem, like, with Claptrap is he's just got a, a whiny, high-pitched voice. No, it's more like, Buddy! Buddy, You're supposed to give me a high five. Wow, that was actually quite impressive. Yeah. Freaking hate claptrap. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's right, a cool. mission in number two, which makes me feel so bad, though. 
for um it's literally his seven year anniversary like his birthday since he's like been made so he invites everyone in town like the big people in town that you can get missions from to his birthday so you have to go deliver cards <laughs> no one wants to go so you end up going by yourself and he like dan you have to turn on the radio or the yeah the music to start it and then for like two minutes you just stand there with him dancing <laughs> oh geez and then he's like well i was hoping for more of a turnout so i bought all this pizza you can have a slice if you want <laughs> so you have a slice of pizza to continue the mission and then he's like yeah sorry it's cold i bought it a while ago <laughs> Jeez. But then, like, with 20 seconds left, he's like, yeah, I guess that's good. <laughs> um, I don't really like missions like that. Like, there's a couple of those in Wolfenstein 2 where it's like you're in between missions and you're on the ship and it's like, go help regular people solve regular problems. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, but especially in Borderlands, because of it being a looter shooter and stuff like that, you, you can grind, sure, killing enemies, but it's all about the XP from side missions. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got, uh, the, the reason I kind of quit Borderlands 2 before was because I did, I started with a brand new game with a guy, um, I'm pretty sure you know who he is, Grant, uh, Greg Brandt actually told me I should buy Borderlands 2, I'm like, alright, so I picked it up, and yeah, we started a game together, and then I worked, like, a lot, so and then I, on the weekend, I'm like, oh, hey, let's play Borderlands 2, and then he's like, okay, sure, and then he and a couple of other guys were, like, level 30, and I'm like level 15. I'm like cool. So like they were basically carrying me, and it just kind of took away the uh, the fun of it. Yeah, I just hit max level, level 80. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on here. So we got. Uh, what can you tell us about the gear other than guns in Borderlands 3? In the past, we've had grenades that have had one thing. They can bounce. They can stick to different things. This time, we're combining all those things. The other day, I was playing, and I threw a grenade. The grenade had a bounce. It would stick. An explosion would come out, and then the grenade would fire guns. So there's going to be some interesting things happening in Borderlands 3 in terms of the grenades, apparently. Yeah. So uh, what about the artifacts? Our artifacts usually... Uh, or sorry, actually add certain things to movement. For instance, you can slide faster, you can slide, and every time you slide, there's an explosion. What is this game? Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, they're going really crazy this time. If yeah. you watch some of the actual gameplay where there's tons now, so I recommend a lot of you guys uh, check it out. Uh, Endgame is back. For those that have played Borderlands before, you might remember Badass Ranks, basically an infinite progression system that added to your stats. We doubled down on that with what we call the Guardian rank. That not only has the infinite progression, but has skills and different skins that can open up as you go through. Every character that you play on that account gets the benefit of the Guardian rank. That is sick. That's fucking super awesome. So yeah. that means you could beat the game with one character and then start a, a new game with another, but all the um, the Guardian rank from your previous character... Yep, will still be with him when you start. So you could start on a higher difficulty, per se. Oh. This has intrigued me. Um, so how do boss fights work in Borderlands 3? We've, talk about, we've talked about going to vaults instead of a vault. There are huge boss encounters there, multi-phase boss encounters. We have a lot of different mini-bosses through the game, and there are a lot of different boss encounters throughout the game. So that's going to be excellent. But... Uh, Cody was, uh, my brother was talking about, uh, Monster Hunter 3 and how much he likes it. And, uh, I was trying you mean to... mean Monster Hunter World. Or, yeah, sorry. Monster Hunter World. 
and I uh, was trying to pitch to him the idea of playing Dauntless with us. Which uh... Uh, Dauntless is good, but if you want more like bang for your buck, it's still definitely Monster Hunter World. It's just like Dauntless; it's all grinding. Yeah, hundred percent. Can you pet you know, the... to get like one freaking sword? You might have to face that monster like twenty times. Ugh, gross. Um, can you pet the gun? I'm not here to judge what you can do with your gun. <laughs> All right. Um, anyways, <laughs> I just thought of, a, thought of a joke. They're also, the, it's, they're trying. It's not definite, but um, like you said, they're going to have four-player co-op. And if things work out, they're hoping to add cross-platform play. As they should. That should be the standard across all video game things. It is, but uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of the the companies are still a little hesitant. Well, I can see like the publishers are like fucking. I mean, it's a bit a bit more work for them, but they're putting more um more players are playing their game, so like they're on board. It's it's the you know the Sony train <laughs> that's ultimately <laughs> holding it up because Nintendo and Microsoft seem to be playing nice now. Oh yeah, so. So going back, so, oh go sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask you a question. So, what sort of loot will be in Borderlands Three? I'm going to say like loot, as in cosmetics. Well, I'm guessing you are also looking on PC Gamer, correct? Yes. yes. Scroll down a little bit. I'm going to scroll down a little bit. What yeah. sort of loot will be in Borderlands Three? A billion guns. There we go. That's what I was looking for. A billion with a b, -b, b guns now i've seen some of these in action watching the gameplay and some of them are fucking crazy if you ask me there's guns that when you reload they walk off what yeah like they walk and chase the enemy interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't i don't know how i feel about that but yeah okay yeah, there's guns that normally still explode, shoot acid, set people on fire. There's a lot of new guns they're working on. There's uh, They're adding now freeze guns and some other fancy uh, toys. Gearbox has also promised guns that will chase down enemies while hurling verbal insults. <laughs> All right. That's, uh... <laughs> there will be guns with self-propelling bullet shields. Yes, apparently... And they're... they've also added a new elemental damage type, radiation. So here's a few interesting guns that we've heard about so far. A gun that you've... A gun you have to start like a lawnmower. Wouldn't that make it like a chainsaw? I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, A gun that when thrown turns into a bouncy bomb. Interesting. A rocket launcher that fires hamburgers. Well, you your enemies won't go hungry. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Anyway, scrolling back up here uh, to uh, kind of go back to what you were talking about with the Guardian ranks. So once you get to the end of the Borderlands 3 story, you'll unlock Guardian ranks. Even if you're at level 50, the game, which is the game's uh, level cap, what you earn through guard Guardian ranks will apply to all your characters split into three categories. Offense, defense, and utility. Sage envisions the skin and skills open in Guardian ranks as bragging rights between players to show off progress. So the ten things we've learned... Uh, about the game so far is your base is a spaceship. Offline play is supported. You can hijack enemy vehicles. 
the villain the villains are like the douchiest kind of live streamers in the future you could possibly imagine alright alright <laughs> the main quest will take about 30 hours if you beeline it uh, Moxie's bar returns along with slot machines there will be emotes destructible cover and cosme cosmetic microtransactions and DLC but no complex currency system uh, Claptrap will also be very loud and very shrilly yeah yeah, so. Uh, Alright, let's talk about the multiplayer, actually, for Borderlands 3. Mr. Will. Well, oops. I'm trying to go back here, but uh, yeah, you're also, we know you're not going to be competing for loot anymore. So, before when you play with a character or play with a group, yep. all the loot on the ground is the same for everyone. So, if you see a golden gun, most likely, if you're with randoms, it's first come, first serve. Right. Okay. They've gotten rid of that now with loot instancing. Oh, so, so, so it syncs with your account? Yes. That's nice. So before I jumped into Mark's game for Borderlands 2, and I was level 30, he was level like 18. Everything yep. that dropped, even when I killed it, was still level 18. You get that? Uh, I was drinking water, but uh, yeah, because I didn't leave my water bottle over there like I did uh, on the last podcast. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, sorry. Um, so, so loot you were dropping was was Mark's level? Yeah. Right. So I wasn't getting anything worthwhile other than helping him out, you know? Yeah, totally. So it wasn't really worth it. I was barely getting any XP. Now with the loot instancing, even if I jump into, say, your game and you're a couple levels lower than me, every gun that drops or item will still be my level. Right. Okay. That's that's not uh, that's not uh, bad at all. I no. Like and basically, every time we kill an enemy or something like that, your your enemy is going to drop different loot in your game than what I see. That, uh, I mean, that would kind of suck, though, for specific... Like, if you're playing with a bunch of team players, like, you know, when, when you and I play, yeah. like, Apex or something, you're like, oh, hey, there's shit over here for you. Oh, cool, thanks. But, you know, you can't really do that now with that system. So there's a, there's advantages and disadvantages as well. It, it, there is an option to switch to Borderlands 2 style shared loot drops. Okay. Okay, gives you the option then. Shut me right up then. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Borderlands 3 will include a four-player co-op. If things work out, we may be able to play with friends on other platforms, too. Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford said that uh, before the release date announcement that the developer has a very keen interest in cross-platform play. He isn't confident, uh, or sorry, he, it isn't a confirmed feature, though. Cross-play is something we'll look at closely, but we don't have anything to confirm or announce this at this time, said 2K more recently. We also know that w we won't be competing for loot anymore, like you just said, so we'll skip that a little bit. Um, so, even when you're not playing with friends, they'll still have a presence. If they still, if they sell stuff in vending machines, you'll be able to buy it in your own game. Interesting. If you feel like they're more, if you're feeling more generous, they can just mail you some items instead. And if you're looking to build a loadout ideas, you can browse their inventories and skill trees from your friends list. They're more like an MMO social, social features. So that's nice. You can see, you can, you know what, I wish they had the, um, you can look at other people's villages and clash of clans. Yeah. But uh, you can only copy their base layout if they're in your clan. It's kind of annoying. Because oh, you see yeah, someone's base layout, you're like, I fucking want that base layout. And then you can't. You have to like screenshot it as quickly as you can. 
And then, like, oh, it's so fucking frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Uh, okay, so... Who are the Vault Hunters, Mr. Will? So, like, uh, all games, we have our four Vault Hunters right now starting off. I'm sure they'll add a, a couple, uh, as DLC, but you have, uh, Mose... Mose? Mose? Mose. Mose. I guess it's Mose, the gunner. So he's your commando, your base player that's, like, everything. Then you have your Siren, who's your, you know, your magic uh, psychic, Siren. Uh, Amara. Yep. Uh, you have your FL4K. Flak. Um, yeah, I guess that'd be Flak. Yep. Yeah, as the Beastmaster. And then you have Zane the Operative. I'm most likely going to start my first playthrough as Zane. I'm going to hit the rando switch and fucking pick one at random. Nice. Yep. Uh, during the gameplay reveal event, we were able to play both the uh, both Armara and uh, the Siren and Zane the Operative. We copied their skill trees into our Borderlands 3 skill trees guide, and we have since added Mo uh, Mose's skills as well. So, that uh, that's PC gamer tooting their own horn. Yeah, I don't think they've uh, anyone's played as Flack yet. I haven't seen him on uh, anything no. yet. No. So, all right. Um, so we'll uh, keep that little uh, we'll keep that a little under wraps for uh, for people. Uh, we'll talk about the villains, actually. Let's talk about the villains and who they are. So lots of people in Aliens and Robots, but you'll be wanted, wanting specifics. We got another look at what we think uh, are the Calypso Twins, Borderlands 3's big baddies. Uh, we caught a glimpse of them in the teaser, too, so the trailers actually confirmed that they're the bad guys, as if the aggressive hair wasn't giving them away already. According to Randy Pitchford, the Twins are like the douchiest kind of living streamers that you, uh, you can possibly imagine. So they're on this picture here, they're on a stage... And I can only imagine. They're like Justin Bieber, like twins. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently they can suck powers. Oh really? Like steal abilities from people? Yeah, that's Yeah. Okay. Stealing abilities, eh? So they just so the final battle, they just suck your whole skill tree away and you're like, Alright, level one. Would... <laughs> Bring it on. Give me that basic pistol, baby. That would be actually <laughs> quite interesting if that happened. If your team had to work together to, like, disable her to get your skill tree back? That would be fun. Yeah. That would... Oh, I'm, I'm super excited. <laughs> That's yeah. not even going to happen, but that'd be super exciting. Yeah. Um, Alright, anyways. There's also lots of uh, returning characters uh, for uh, Borderlands 3. You'll also have the previous Vault Hunters, like Lilith, Maya, Brick, Mordecai, and Zero. Um... The latter will hang out with Reese from the Tales of Borderlands. Uh, oh, we got Reese. That's interesting. As he wasn't an actual character from the Borderlands game, he came and tell tales. Oh, really? Okay, uh, Borderlands yeah. uh, story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tiny Tina is back again. Yeah, we got Marcus, yeah. Marcus, Ellie, Sir ha Hammerlock, and Mr. Fucking Clap Trappity Trap. And some old enemies will be back. And Moxie, oh yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. Alright, um, so your base is a spaceship, and you'll travel to different planets. Sink, uh, oh my god, basic English, yeah. I can't, uh, san Sanctuary, thanks, holy fucking brain, Christ. It <laughs> so must in be. Borderlands 2, Sanctuary was your home base, it's a small town. Yeah. In Borderlands 3, it's now the your ship. Yeah, so Sanctuary 3 is your hub. 
your base of operations and the time uh, and this time it's a spaceship so you're you'll orbit planets like pandora promethea and others using the bridge to choose your destinations and launch uh and the launching bay to leave your ship and descend to the planets you're not alone on the spaceship, lots of familiar faces along the ride on Sanctuary 3. Moxie has a bar on your ship with slot machines, you'll be able to mount trophies in, of your kills in Sir Hammerlock's room, and Crazy Earl's Black Market is, is accessible as well. You'll also get your own room so you can decorate it with guns and whatever the fuck else you want. Yeah, that looks uh, that seems like a lot of fun. Um, I kind of like when your base is on a spaceship or any kind of, you know, not just in a building. Yeah. In, in games in general. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, what Borderlands 3 has to offer so far. Um, so, oh, here's one more thing, actually. Borderlands 3 has a season pass and many editions, apparently. So, the standard version of the game will cost $60, but that's one of four tiers that unlocks cosmetic packs and toy guns. The mid-tier $80 pack includes a retro cosmetic pack, a gearbox cosmetic pack, a toy box, weapons pack, and an equipable, equipable XP and loot drop boost mods. Uh, that last one, or expect that last one to provide an initial boost rather than putting the game on fast forward. That's the hope anyway. It's not a huge uh, boost. Uh, two had the same thing. It's just an artifact you wear, and it literally was like only 5% XP gain. Right. Uh, so the 100 to $120 edition unlocks a Butt Stallion weapon skin. The weapon uh, weapon trinket and grenade mod that includes a season pack featuring our campaign's DLC packs made up of new story missions and challenges. So this is all cosmetic shit, right? It doesn't make your player and any better? The, well, the season pass, no. Uh, actually, well, the weapon skins pro uh, aren't anything the weapon trinket is gonna do something and same with the grenade mod so basically in borderlands how it works is grenades are always normal yep and garbage and then you find mods for them that make them better and then you switch okay. out the mods okay all right so the last edition which we'll call the will edition the no, ultimate... I've, uh, I'm getting the 100 to 120. Okay, well, you're not getting the standard. I don't care about the physical uh, loot. <laughs> All right. So the Ultimate 250 Edition includes a bunch of physical loot, including cloth, a cloth map, Borderlands figurines, a Sanctuary 3 model, uh, a ship model, and loads more. See the full details uh, on this link on PC Gamer that I'm not clicking on and talking about. But it's, it's $250 worth of shit, I imagine. Yeah? Yeah, most likely. So, I, that's why I'm just gonna get the $120 edition because I, I kind of want the the butt stallion stuff. Yeah. So, um, butt stallion in uh, Borderlands Two is a, a diamond uh, pony. A diamond pony. Yeah. All right. That the the villain buys in your honor. <laughs> right on. So yeah. I continued to scroll down to see if there's any more Borderlands 3 stuff, and I came across the ad of uh, here's why guys are obsessed with this underwear, and it's showing, like, Saks underwear. <laughs> which nice. Are, which are li literally the best underwear. <laughs> if you don't have Saks underwear, you're not living. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's got the ballpark and everything. Anyways, okay, so uh, let's move on to our final topic here, which is uh, uh, greed fall. So I'm reading... Uh, this article off these fucking tards called uh, the video games now uh, .ca, uh, website so um, anyway so developer spiders have released a new trailer showing off their newest game greedfall and it won't be long until we see the chart of the mysterious islands of tier for day for D 
Is that how you say that? I think so. Okay. Um, so, Greedfall's focus system seems uh, to be designing a completely player-driven experience, including character customization, romance options, and faction alliances. We're also delivering a solid single-player campaign that takes place on uncharted islands of the 17th century, where magic and ma mythical beasts are everywhere. Player freedom and choice are core to Greedfall, uh, as your decisions will build friendships, break alliances, diffuse conflict, and shape the future of the island. According to Spiders, exploring a brave new frontier, your search for the lost secrets will rely on more than just skill and combat. Everything, whether dialogue, uh, whether a dialogue option, choosing stealthy approach, or even choose your companion and giving a situation may alter the outcome of everything. So we're impressed. Uh, we're, I'm impressed right now. I just watched the trailer here just before the show started. Yeah, I'm really excited. This game, uh, I think, was first announced back in 2017, maybe, or was yeah, somewhere around there. And I, I didn't think too much of it back then. It was kind of on my radar, but now that I've seen a lot more of it, the game aesthetically looks really nice. Yeah, it looks. It. Um, I was saying this on off the air too. It's like Assassin's Creed Black Flag meets like Fable, Fable and um, yeah. Witcher. Yeah. So this has a very nice blend of games, and uh, yeah, I, Greedfall looks excellent. This looks like a grindy game, though, for sure. Oh, it, it's definitely going to be, you know, I have a feeling it's because it's a big world. I yep. bet you it's going to kind of be similar to uh, Xenoblade, where you could walk around, and Witcher had it too, is you'll find enemies around your level, but if you go too far out, you'll probably run into a freaking ogre that's like level 50 while you're level 10. Oh, just like, uh, what's that fucking game called on the Wii U that I played? Xenoblade, Xenoblade. isn't it? Yeah. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> that was some bullshit. That literally made me stop playing the game. I remember that, like, first thing, it was Xenoblade 1 on the Wii. Yeah. And uh, as soon as you left the first village, I was like, oh, what's that big monster there? I'm going to go check that out. No, it's level 80. I'm level 5. Yeah. Like, Abort. who the fuck puts a level 80, like, gorilla thing <laughs> as soon as you leave the tutorial? Yeah, it's one thing to put, like, those ginormous dinosaur-looking things, like the long neck things. Yeah. There, level 80, like a docile enemy that's, like, doesn't fuck with you unless you're like, hey, this I'm going to slash your docile. ankle. If it saw you, it chased you. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember running for my freaking life. <laughs> And then I'm like, I can take him, and then I could not take him. I died. Yeah, I got yeah. freaking wrecked. So I, as much as I hope this game has a big open world, I don't really want to see that. But it, uh, then again, it did work in Witcher uh, 3 as well. Yep. If you went too far up in the mountains, you could run into a, uh, a griffin. A griffin. So, I'm actually really excited. This game, from what you the trailer shows, you, it's not trying to give away the story too much. Yeah. But from what I can tell is you're the boy or the, the younger guy who's come off the ship. So I'm betting you're just a, like a sea, a sea hand. A deckhand, you mean? Yeah, a deckhand yeah. or whatever. And uh, I bet you this is like his turning point is where he becomes something more. Yeah, it could be 100%. Because you see your ship get destroyed by that first monster. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this looks excellent. And then I actually saw the customization was pretty vast. Oh, it's in, it's intense. Like, you can change everything in this game. So this is full customization, which I think makes up for it being not an action, actual open world game. Yeah. It's a, a massive, like, op 
open game, but it's not open world. There's probably still going to be lo- a big loading screens, which I hope don't take me two minutes. Yeah. I'll lose my shit. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, hey, I I thought of something. I doubt it's in this game, but it showed you um, choosing your sword. Wouldn't it be cool if you started the game and you had a sword? And it, you customized the sword exactly how you looked, and or how you wanted it to look, and then it told you, like, this will eventually be the strongest weapon in the game, so make it look fucking cool, but it obviously starts out weak as shit. And then throughout the game, you're, like, developing this sword. Yeah, I'm not too sure, but I did see weapon customizations, like, they were changing, I think, out the pommels and stuff the, like that. The hilts and stuff, yeah. Yeah. I saw that, yeah. So maybe that could work. You know, yeah. you could buy have like the shittiest weapon in the game, and later on, you know, by changing up the pommel, the hilt, and maybe adding like a, a magic jewel to it or something. Yeah, or maybe game developers will steal another idea from the video games down podcast, just like the Pokemon Masters. Um, yeah, that was my fucking idea. I'm so choked. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, I'm sure that was everybody's like thought in the back of their head. There's like yeah. four people listening right now that are like cursing me. They're like, "Yeah, more than your fucking idea, Rodney. Shut the fuck up." <laughs> so. The game, though, it's something different. We don't really get too many of these type of games, and you know me, I'm a I'm huge on the RPGs. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely absolutely check this game out. But um, I lose interest. Uh, I, like I said, are usually around level 40. Basically, when you need to actually pay attention to what your stats are. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm out. Uh, here we go. Uh, on the actual Greedfall website has the full story. Okay. So, the old world is dying. The continent is polluted, overpopulated, and plagued by a deadly incurable disease. Its weary population is now grown desperate. But there's a glimmer of hope on the horizon. An island, remote and hidden, has been discovered. Tier Friday, Friday, a land spared by the Melkor plague, a haven of for life, wild and untampered by untampered by mankind. It is the promise of riches, but it also represents the best hope for mankind to find the cure. You are cruising with the congregation of merchants aboard the Not Notish Notes ship, sailing to Tier Friday. Your cousin. Constantine de Sorde is set to become the governor of one of the congregation's newest colonies, New Serene. When the ship finally moors to the dock of the port town, you'll begin to your exploration of the promised land on an arduous quest to find the cure to Melkor on, on one hand and playing a risky, large-scale diplomatic game on the other. With both the nations and factions colonizing the island and the mysterious natives who seems to be magically connected to their environment. Interesting. Um, yeah, that that has me kind of hooked. Yeah, I'm looking like there's core RPG and uh, identity. So yeah, it's Greedfall is an RPG at heart with an emphasis on freedom in both characters' development and how you proceed through the world. At the beginning of the game, you will pick your gender and a few uh, starting attributes, then build from there to create your own playstyle. The classless progression system lets you tap various branches from an extensive skill tree and create your own skill synergies. With other with other 100 skills to choose from, you craft your very own experience. You'll progress through the game and achieve quests in a multitude of different ways, through combat, diplomacy, deception. The way you reach your objective depends solely on how you want to play. 
So this is really interesting. Oh, here we go. The equipment you wear, weapons, combat armor, garb, suitable for social interactions, as well as deep crafting systems. Further deepens the character's customization and traits. Equip the weapons and armor pieces that best synergize with your playstyle and skills, upgrading them through crafting to improve the attributes that best serve your needs. Wow. That's, uh... That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. I'm very excited. I want to see how the diplomacy uh, plays in. Yeah, 100%. Because I guess, like it says, every choice you make could change how things handle. So I bet you you're going to come into things, maybe you'll run into some natives. And they're going to attack you. And maybe you have to either fight back or stand down. Yeah. This is really cool. This uh, yeah has a lot of potential to uh, expand into just a ginormous game. It's going to be just yeah yeah PC, Xbox One, PS4. Interesting. I can see. Uh, I almost called him Scott, but I was talking about Cole. I don't know where the fuck I got <laughs> Scott from, but uh, I can see Cole dumping hours into this game. Just hours. I showed Mark the trailer the other day during lunch while we uh, we were outside. Yep. And he's like, how the fuck have I not known about this game? He's like, this looks amazing. He's like, this is definitely the next game I'm buying. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and now apparently he's been watching all the gameplay and stuff like that on YouTube. When Mark gets excited about a game. Uh, he gets really excited. That's all he plays <laughs> for the next fucking four months. Yeah. So this comes out September 10th, which is actually a couple days before Borderlands. So this will be interesting. Oh, yeah. Have to split my time between two games. Is it doable? Mm. <laughs> three games becomes undoable. Oof, three games. I hope there's nothing else. I think yeah. the next one's in October. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so Greedfall looks awesome. Let's, uh, before we wrap it up, we'll uh, talk about that Pokemon card thing that you were talking about before. All right, so let me just find uh, the article here for it. But uh, in brief, basically... A couple months ago, um, a Pokemon card was sold for quite a bit of money. Uh, I'm going to keep it uh, under wraps right now because, uh, like we said, it's uh, a big thing. But uh, I don't know who would actually do this. But uh, literally, it's... Um, would you mail an expensive thing in the mail? Well, if I lived in, like, Canada and it was in, like, fucking Europe, I would say yes. Yeah, I guess. So <laughs> Is it cheaper to fly <laughs> you or the cart? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just thinking of, like, how much the freaking insurance would be if the mail knew how much you were sending. Because that's probably where this went wrong. He put insurance on it and then someone looked at the package. Yeah, well, the package... see how much it was worth. I wonder if they told, like... Because they would have had to do customs. That's exactly. The only, that's the only way they would know. Otherwise, it doesn't really say what it is in the, in the mail. Yeah, because he insured it for how much it was worth. So the specific card is trainer number three. It is one of a kind, and it was given to the third place finalist of the 1999 Pokemon card game tournament in Japan. There's only one ever made, probably? Yes. Shit. He, it was shipped to uh, the U.S. Postal Service, and it made it to New York, where it suddenly disappeared. 
at the po- um, the owner uh, alleges that uh, someone at the U.S. Postal Service took his package after realizing how much he- it was insured for. Yeah, that's a uh, dirty fucking dirty land over there. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So this card is worth sixty thousand U.S. I could buy a plane for that much money. Yeah. And it's for a, a Pokemon card. Yeah, it's it's rated too. It's in one of the the PSA uh, card uh, ratings. Yep. And it's rated ten for mint. Really, it's a mint condition. Oh yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. So. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I know people like their Pokemon cards and stuff. I I don't see value in them myself. But uh, some people do, and they obviously will pay a lot of money for it. Yeah. So the problem is with this being a one-of-a-kind card, and the owner Simprate uh, is also offering a thousand to anyone who can find the card. Yep. Is whoever stole it cannot sell it. Yeah. Pretty much. As soon as this card pops back up on the market, this guy's gonna go to jail. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's fucked himself. <laughs> Like, he just thought, oh, $60,000 card, I can probably sell this somewhere. Yeah. Um, I wonder if uh, he'll wait, like, a couple years. He'll probably sell it, like, offhand, like, not on the internet at all. He'll probably be like, he'll go to convention and be like, hey, this card's just, uh, you know, I'll make, even if he makes 30000 off of it. Yeah, but as soon as it's sold again, right, it's still a stolen item. So if anyone even tries to um, advertise, like, the new owner or something like that, yeah. can you imagine? It's the same thing. I can't remember what happened, but someone bought a a Spider, a Superman comic that was stolen. I can't remember. I think it was Nicolas Cage's place. And uh, they pay, the owner paid a shit ton of money for it. But then when he uh, public, like put po- pictures of it online... Yep. They found out who who uh, the comic was there, and then the police confiscated it. Interesting. Yeah. People so, <laughs> leave the mail alone, people. Fuck sakes. It's supposed to be, you know, insured. <laughs> well, I'm sure he got his insurance money. Oh, he is, but the poor buyer. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, rough. Rough. Yeah. Um, anyways. All right, we've come to the end of our podcast, so thanks very much for listening to our show. And you can uh, let us know what your thoughts are on our show or suggest uh, topics like uh, Will needs to stop ghosting Rodney or (laughs) never, ever have Mark on the podcast again, which is a true story. Someone on Twitter said that. Uh, and yeah. actually, ironically, we have not had Mark on the podcast since. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to have to have him on soon, though. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he is entertaining most of the time. Sometimes he's annoying. He's just got to be drunk. Yeah, he's just got to be drunk and do a review. Yep. So uh, we'll give him uh, something new game or something. Maybe we'll get him on and uh, he can tell us what he thought of it. Yeah. So uh, also, guys, uh, Patreon is uh, our way to uh, give back to the community uh, for listening to our show. So it gives you access to episodes one day early and uh, it gives you access to our live show. So uh, we record the podcast live on our YouTube page. And, uh, yeah, you basically can just join us, join the chat, uh, add some feedback and stuff to the to the actual show. And, yeah, it's going to be uh, – it's it's a good thing for you, for you if you listen to the show all the time. So, uh, Also, if you listen to the show all the time, please uh, leave a review on whatever you're listening to us on, whether that be Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, 
all those. Uh, really helps us out, and uh, we uh, like doing this for you guys. So, uh, Will, anything to say before we sign off? Uh, and that's about it. Um, it's up in the air right now, guys, but we will try to have a podcast out uh, this weekend, but we both have plans, so... Yes, we both have some plans. Um, my plans are I'm going camping because, yeah, haven't had a weekend off from the podcast in like a year, Will. So yeah. I'm going camping. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. My plan <laughs> is that uh, if he's going camping, uh, he's the only one that can record. <laughs> yeah, I was actually making a joke on that in the last podcast, which you haven't listened to yet. But uh, um, yeah, uh, I told Adam that it's all his. So I'm, taking a, I'm taking a day out. I might also use next weekend to go and hunt uh, for the Armored Mewtwo. Oh, is that next weekend? It's already out. It started the 10th. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, I need a Mewtwo. July 21st, so I gotta fucking uh, get on that next week. Yeah, I need a Mewtwo, like, super fucking bad, actually. So, yeah, because I'm almost done my Kanto decks in Pokemon Go. Nice. Send it back. So, so. We need Armored Mewtwo. We need Armored Mewtwo, motherfucker. All right. All right, guys, thanks a lot. We'll see you all in the next one. Bye-bye. Catch you guys later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.